Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Ali Berthium, founder of The Right Place, Right Time, a virtual boutique of professional book coaching and ghostwriting services for entrepreneurs, leaders, and visionaries who feel silenced or marginalized and want to tell their stories, speak their truth, and light up the world through the medium of memoir. Love that. Hey, Ali, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Mark. It's great to be here. Oh, so welcome. Can you expand a bit more on this to let us all know, you know, where are you with your business today and who do you love to work with? Yeah. So um, I'm actually going to do that in reverse. Who do I love to work with? So I love to work with the motivated, aspiring author who believes that their book is not just a tool for business or a tool to make money, but is actually also a part of a deeper inner journey that they need to go on. One Mm. that's of healing and integration and kind of re-exploration and evaluation of what they've been through. Um, So the book is more the byproduct, really. They think that they want the book, but they also realize that there's a lot of self-work that's going to come with it. And they're they're looking forward to that kind of emotional process that happens Mm. um, with, with the writing of a book. And and they're kind of all over the gamut. I, I serve people in the United States. I've got a client in Mexico. I've got a couple that are in Europe. Um, and so they're kind of all over the place geographically. They're all over the place in terms of age, like race, gender, orientation. Their identities are diverse. And that's what I absolutely love about what I do because we need the diversity of voices in our written canon so that we all can find who we need uh, mm. when we need them um, through the power of written word. So they're, they're visionaries, they're entrepreneurs, they're maybe higher management in their companies, they're people who are writing something on the side where they're trying to start their business. They're yeah. coming from all walks of life and all journeys. And if we align from a values perspective and a personality perspective, and they are motivated and ready to go on this book, like they're my, they're my jam, they're my people. Um, and memoir is my kind of genre of choice. And just want yeah. to ju- jump in there with, with these people that come to you. You said that it's, it's more than just a book. There is a journey. There is some exploration, and there's something that they need in order to this. Do you find that people know that when they come to you, or do they come to you with "I want to do a book," and then you realize and help flesh them out? Oh my gosh, it is so much more than that. What angle do the people come to you from? I would say that my people who come to me, knowing that they want to write a book about trauma have a very distinct understanding already that mm. writing the book is going to bring healing and catharsis. And that's part of the reason that they want to do it. 
those who are coming from a different lens, perhaps a business lens or, um, you know, less trauma, more adversity, Hmm. challenge, hard life experience, some hard knocks, you know, they don't realize how emotional the journey will be. They're more like, I'm going to write a book (laughs) for one of these reasons or one of these goals. And then they get into it. And then we start to kind of like loosen up uh, what's actually happening on Mm. a different, deeper level. Fascinating. So so when that particular type of client comes to you, what do you have to Traditionally, what do you have to help them get get through or get over so they can see the entirety of, holy shit, this is what it's actually going to be? Yeah. So a lot of my onboarding process or my early kind of uh, communication process with prospects has to do with education around book publishing and my particular writing process. And through that educational process, I kind of let them know, like, hey, (laughs) writing a book is a long game. This is not a sprint. This is not like you're going to sit down in front of the computer tomorrow and, and, and bang out a manuscript. This is a methodical process that I'm going to take you through. And you should be prepared that you are going to disclose things to me that maybe you haven't disclosed to your spouse. Um, you're going to share things that perhaps you've never shared with anybody else, or you've only shared with your therapist. Um, and there's going to be kind of a container for, for, speaking and sharing, and I'm going to check in with you. And we're going to talk about self-care and we're going to talk about what you need to fold into the writing process, because it's not just the writing, um, Mm. but you need to be aware of all of those things, because if you're not in for that and it's a shock to you, it's, it's going to, um, it's going to disrupt like what you're, what you're after. So let's talk about your motivators. Let's talk about, um, how do you self-sabotage? Do you know, do you know how you self-sabotage? Um, what are some of your triggers? Like we do a lot of kind of, uh, setting in the beginning, like, so Mm. I can understand how they operate and to see how much they know about how they operate. And we can be proactive in kind of coming up with a plan. You want to create such a safe environment and guide everyone through that, because this can reveal, bring up so, so much. The journey of of an entrepreneur, oh my gosh, you can't help but go through a a self-personal development journey. It's it's almost non-negotiable. Oh my gosh. So it sounds like to the next level to go into this this kind of writing, this kind of sharing with the world, you have to create such a such a place for people to one feel safe, to be able to fully explore. And also, I guess part of your job is holding people whilst whilst they do have those, those kind of maybe shaky moments or the unknown moments? Absolutely. I think what's interesting is as this goes back to the part of the question that I didn't answer about where is my business now, I have discovered only recently the power that I have in holding this container. Mm. I have often taken for granted what I'm capable of doing because I see it as just what I do, Right. It's just how I show up. It's just how I operate. I I just know <laughs> how to be with people and I know how to write and I know publishing and you know whatever. And in the last mm. however many months, as certain things have reflected back to me, I was like, oh, this is what makes me different. I'm not just here to help people write books. I'm not just here to be transactional. I'm not just here to put one more piece of writing out into the marketplace and have one mm. more book be produced. I am here 
to be with people and see people and hear people and help them see and hear themselves and then also be seen and heard by others. And yes, that's through writing and, and I use my gifts of writing and my understanding of the industry, but I also use the emotional side, the, the psychological background that I have and other gifts that I'm still uncovering as a healer to do the work that I do. And that's what makes me powerful in my role. That's fascinating and beautiful. One aspect in that is, huh, as, as entrepreneurs, taking things for granted. You said that you kind of took this for granted, the space you could hold all these things. And it wasn't until maybe something was reflected back, maybe there was a realization, whatever it might be for, for you and for everyone else. Once you start to see, oh, you mean this isn't normal? You mean, oh my <laughs> gosh, I, I do this? This is how people see me? There's a, a plethora of different angles we can take on this. But that moment of realizing that you have been taking things for granted, is that the catalyst for you that started to make a shift to make a change in maybe a, a new direction and a new uh, transition for you in your business? A hundred percent. And just within like the last 12 months, really, you know, I wasn't happy with like my lead magnet. Seems simple. Seems like a symptom, right? This isn't the thing. Nobody's picking this up. I don't really feel that great about it. It just doesn't feel like a good free thing. Even though I put a lot of effort and time into it, it just didn't feel right. And then I was at a retreat, starting to mastermind with some other women. We came up with this idea. I liked it a lot better. I was like, okay, felt good, but I hadn't still figured out what exactly it meant to me. And, and that was to um, talk about writing the memoir that would light up your world in hours. Mm. And I was like, okay, this does relate to my deep seated belief that when we share our stories, we activate our own healing. And in sharing our own stories, we also activate somebody else's. But I still hadn't kind of taken ownership of this kind of like healer that I was. And then this, this year, so it was like, it was like building blocks. It was like, that was like the first piece. And then this mm -hmm. year I did a one-to-one -one writing intensive with a client. And we were debriefing on our last day before we went to breakfast. And she said something to me. She said, Allie, I don't think that you recognize how much space you hold in the work that you do with clients. It's not just about writing books. Just this weekend, and we had already been working together for months. So this weekend was kind of a, an add-on. It was like a next phase of our work together. But she said, just in these few days, I feel like, it wasn't just about writing my story. I felt like parts of my prior self that had been fractured off were reintegrated back together by the work that we did this weekend. Holy shit. Now there's a testimonial. There is a, a true <laughs> result of the work that you do together. And I was like, like my own brain, like she was talking about me, but I was like, like it blew the lid off. And I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> it was this moment of like, man, this is like life-changing shit for people. And I've just been like, yeah, I'm a book coach and a ghostwriter. Like, like, and I, I remember getting home and, and my husband was like, so how was it? And I was like, she said this thing to me at the end. <laughs> and I haven't recognized that, that I've been doing this this whole time, but I haven't recognized that. 
And maybe the reason I am so drained energetically is because I am doing so much more emotional lifting than mm. I am giving myself credit for, because this is how I operate. This is how I've operated a long time. And I haven't put words to it because I've just taken it for granted. And you normalized it. You normalized what it was that you did. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of imposter syndrome comes in with, okay, Probably. let's, I, I don't want to put myself out there too much or I can't, you know, I don't want to wrap it up in this because there's a little bit of what, who, me, whatever it might be for you. It's, it's a tough thing to sort of piece together. But once you get that feedback, maybe it's the right words, whatever it is, there's always a, a trigger moment for, ah, oh, shit, I, I get it now. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And so after that, I, I started to look at things so differently. And on my way home, I had like a three hour drive. Maybe mm. I had been, I had been knowing that the services and the programs that I'm running right now are not quite the thing, but I hadn't put my finger on what was it about them that weren't quite the thing and like what it was that I wanted to do. And, mm. and that weekend with her, when I was leaving, all of a sudden it was like this download of information, all of these things that I had been kind of marinating on over the last however, however many months was like the matrix zing, 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 zing. <laughs> and and then all of a sudden it was, was in front of me, this vision of this other program, another way of doing this whole memoir journey. And it just felt so good and so right. And I was like, I know where I'm going in business next. And since then, and that was just mid-March since then, it's like the way I'm talking about the writing journey is different. The way that I'm doing mm -hmm. these interviews and podcasts is different. The way that I'm incorporating the language around healing and personal work the way that I'm talking about the book being the, the byproduct, not, not the main thing. All of that has shifted since that recognition. How has that been received by leads, prospects, clients? What's been the change? When I have said that to current clients, they're totally like, yeah, yes, yes. It's a hundred percent. Like, or, or why like we... obviously, duh, we've been trying to tell you this for <laughs> well, ages. Right. Yeah. Um, they're like, well, we told you you had a gift. And I'm like, but nobody explicitly said what the freak it was. So I didn't know it was that. Like, I just thought like, I'm helping you people with your book. Um, so for people who were already in my circle, they were like totally on board immediately. As soon as I said it for people that I've shared the vision with of where I want to go with a program, they're like, oh my God, like you could see their light, their eyes get wider. And I know that I'm onto something, um, for, I think with, with prospects and leads, what's shifted is that I talk about it differently and I'm confident in about how I'm talking about it. Like they might not yet realize that it's going to be an emotional journey because they're still kind of like feeling out, like, do I really want to do this thing? But I'm like a hundred percent, like, look, you do this with me and this is what I'm going to guarantee you. Yeah. See that, I think that moment confidence breeds a lot for, for everyone out there who can't quite find their they're magic. Who am I to do this? Why am I different? There is something so unique and special about every single one of us, what we bring to the table. It doesn't matter that there's a gazillion ghostwriters out there, a gazillion book writers and publishers. It doesn't matter. How do you, no one can bring what you bring and you have found your, your sort of your special, the special source or the ingredient or what it is that makes you completely unique. Um, I'll share our story vulnerably. Once unforget yourself, once we understood that it was 
we're not just business coaches. We don't just help people squash false beliefs and you know change your old behaviors and remove patterns and manage your body. It's no, we help you change your freaking identity. It's to get you to the next version that can be seen, be held, and really transform you. Once we understood it was the identity, we were like, oh shit, things just kind of fall into place. That is the same kind of thing that you're talking about. So I, I vividly remember that experience. It's it can be a huge thing for for your clients, for your business, but for the business owners themselves, it's such a pivotal moment that taught me through that because for me it was I felt light, I felt playful, I felt <laughs> oh shit yeah of course, but there's all these things that came into play and then the actions change, what we do, how we approach, how we talk about it, all changes. So it sounds like that was the exact same experience that you had. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm still finding my way through like, okay, how do I leverage this? How do I talk about this? How do I, what do, what do I do with this? You know, and, but that's the excite, that's the exciting part. It's, mm. it's knowing that you're heading on a journey and it's limitless. Like it's the creation stage, right? Mm. And anytime that I've had a deep kind of inner knowing, it's meant good and big things on the other side. Like I've only been in business since 2019 is really when I walked out of my day job and I went full-time on my own. Mm -hmm. And I've had lots of evolutions in just like not even the, the total five years that I've been doing this. But every time I've listened to the inner knowing and I've followed where I need to pivot and go next, it has been serving. Love that. That's beautiful to hear. But it's also freaking terrifying as yes. everyone listening, all the business owners, oh my gosh, to be able to hold space for that. It's, it can be tough because you said you're unlimited with this new knowledge of, oh shit, that's who I am. That's what I do. I, I, I get it now. That's all good and well. Logically, emotionally, it's like, yeah, this is the new me. This is where I'm going. <laughs> Enter old beliefs, old behaviors, old patterns. So you say you're unlimited. You are from this perspective, but you have this backpack just full of stuff dragging you along from the past version. So how are you finding shifting, releasing all these things, obviously that they don't all show up at once and be like, hey, it's right. me. You got to find them. So yeah. what's it like for you as you sort of merge in this transition? So the top two things right now, one is that it's, I know that it's shedding some language and um, some focus and service offerings around the ghostwriting piece. Hmm. And that was what I thought I really wanted to do for the last however many years. And I've got a number of clients, right, that I'm working on in the ghostwriting capacity, but I know that the future version of myself isn't that. Hmm. And so it's, it's that awkward shift of when do you, when do you draw the line in the sand and say, I'm no longer offering this. And I'm taking it out of all of my marketing language and positioning and not ident and not identifying in that way. So what that's, is it that's one of the this? pieces. What's, what's the hardest thing about that to, to sort of let go of that particular part? So it's definitely a financial thing. Ghostwriting can be very lucrative. When you pull in a ghostwriting client, you know that you have a nice chunk of your bottom line for mm. several months because the project is, is long. Um, so there's a little bit of financial security attached to that. And, um, 
And then the other piece is, is not wanting to disappoint clients who come to me knowing that they've heard from other people that I'm really awesome and like, but in they've, they really want to have the chance to, to, you know, to work with me in that capacity and having to hold that boundary of like, this isn't serving. And so I, I appreciate mm-hmm. you. I appreciate the story you want to tell, but like, I actually don't want to do that anymore. Um, and so it's saying no, right. Uh, saying no to someone because you're saying yes to yourself. Um, and as a, as a recovering people pleaser that, you know, that can be difficult. Um, so that's, that's one way it's showing up. The other way it's showing up is definitely in a, in a self-doubt lack kind of way. Like, um, who's, who's going to buy into this thing? Like nobody else in the industry is thinking about memoir in this way. Like, yeah, I know that it's disrupting the, you know, the way that we think about it. And so that's like actually a good thing, but but then who's going to come, <laughs> who's going who's gonna to buy into it? You know, um, I know it's all like just mental garbage, uh, but I, but I also recognize that it's there and it's a hurdle and it's real. Yeah. And like, you gotta, you gotta do something with it. Sweet. So you're, you have this new identity that you know, you're going to be, but you're not quite, or you're not really there yet. So right. there is the kind of, you're, you're, we all do this we get to that next layer and like, shit, I'm not ready. I'm at this new level and I've still got the sword from the previous one. I need, I need, I need an upgrade. All yeah. these things come into play. And I love that you said a, a recovering people pleaser. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lifelong journey. It, that is a journey. Oh my gosh. So the, these two factors, let's, let's tie in something that holds these both together. So everyone home, play along, find out where the thread is for you. So with this step one, security. That's the basic human need, right? So to let go of a part of our business that is lucrative, that's been very good, that's served us well, that's kept us safe. Ooh, now you're battling a couple of demons there. Add that to the fact that you don't really want to say no to people. Now, that's less fulfillment. That's also links back to safety. You know this from having guide people through the safety mechanism of the brain. Always comes back to survival. If you say no, people leave you dead eaten by the tiger we need community so it may be on both threads top level doesn't look like it but it may be a survival thing that sort of hits in and that that shit is deep yeah it's not just what you've been going through it's not just your experience it's biological it's hereditary it's evolutionary right so that and it's like it's the nurturing thing i mean it's what you're learning what you've learned from the community that came before you, right? Yeah. So uh, evolutionary, yes, like passed down from cavemen days, but also, you know, in, in my family growing up, I mean, mm. I, I grew up learning to people please, which a lot of us do, right? It's a learned behavior. Um, yeah. And and then we've got a group of people who are like, yeah, but we're in a culture that's too much me focused. And, you know, and I'm like, well, selfishness is both good and bad right? Selfishness to put self first is a very good Mm. thing. We need that to only ever think about ourselves and never think about serving others. Well, that's, that's also not helpful, right? But you know, Mm. it's how you approach selfishness that counts. It's not what somebody else says about it that counts. Um, So I think it is this kind of like hereditary, maybe biologically predisposed, predisposed genetic thing, (laughs) but I think it's also like what our 
families and our culture have to say about what it means to say no or yes, what it means to choose self over choosing others. Um, you know, and also choosing choosing self over others when mm. it's attached to making money in your business. Right. But because we're attached to a lot of those ideas of how to run a business, make money, make money, make money. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And that is that's the point, because the short term is these clients are lucrative. It's what I know. It's what I'm safe at. It's I'm freaking good at it. And it's brought me the business I have today. It's got you to the level you are right now. In order to release that to go higher, you need that new level. You've seen it. You felt it. You know that that next iteration. So it is almost <laughs> the universe works in 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 crazy ways. When we know we found something and this is what we want, there's always going to be threats put in our way. So, you know, whether it's from God, universe, source, whatever you believe in, it's hey, do you really want it? Here's the challenge. So to be able to step up and go, yeah, I do. So for your greater good, to be able to move these things out of the way. I know there may be a dip, but oh my gosh, there's, you know, where it's going and you know, the impact you're going to have. So there's some fun and games on the horizon. Oh my gosh. Totally. Lots of fun and games. Actually, when you just said that, it made me think of when I was trying to leave my day job to go out on my own, the, the barrier that was presented and the choice that had to be made, um, which just proves that, that point about like those tests. Do you really mm -hmm. want it? What are you going to choose into? New you or safe and old, old you? Like, yeah. you know, and just remember that if you choose old and safe you, shit's going to hit the fan later down the road because you didn't listen to me the first time. Just warning, like <laughs> mm -hmm. danger up ahead. Well, where do you think you'd be right now if you wouldn't have listened to that intuition of here's the space you hold here's what you truly do here's what it actually means to your clients if you would have been backing away from that saying ah it sounds too big what would you be doing right now resenting my business truthfully mm. um because before i went on that intensive that one-to-one -one intensive it was a rough first quarter of the year i was i was feeling so out of alignment with what I was doing that I couldn't put my finger on it. And so it just came across as being really irritable about everything that I was doing. Mm. I was just getting too caught up in not getting the right results that I wanted in my marketing efforts. I was uh, frustrated with client projects, even though it wasn't the client or really the project. It was just like just this general disease and frustration. And um, mm. I was working too many hours. I, I had slid out of my morning routine and getting grounded every day. And so it was this kind of like perfect storm. And I remember sitting on the couch and I was just coming off of a cold. My body was clearly fighting off like the rest of it. And I, I said something to the effect out loud to my husband, um, I'm just not happy in my business. And he had never heard me put it like that. Like even in some of the worst moments in my business where things were challenging, I never, ever said I was unhappy. It was just yeah. like facing a, a block or something that needed to be worked through. Uh, but this was unhappy, which like as a pretty energetic, hopeful and optimistic person, pretty loaded statement. And, but when I said it out loud, it was like, I heard it for the first time, even though that had been what was going on in my brain the whole time, but saying it out loud was like the release I needed. And I thought, okay, 
the other times that I have been resentful in my business, it has meant that a shift is coming, that I'm not doing the right thing. And so I've just got to keep going because like help is on the way. <laughs> News is on the way. Something is on the way. <laughs> um, and that was kind of like a week or two before going on this one-to-one yeah. intensive. And that shift gave me this kind of like new energy, a new revitalization. And all of a sudden it became crystal clear what was really important right now and what was not. Mm. What needed to be focused on and what could be let go of. What needed to happen in the next three months? What could actually shift to the last quarter of the year? And that one moment of clarity, I mean, step one, that is exactly what you do for your clients. Bring in that moment of being able to release and expand and share. But because you're able to hold space for that, because as now we know, that's what you do. You had the, the visibility, your head was up looking for the opportunity. You could have seen so many other threats in the meantime, but you saw the opportunity. That was how you, that was your translation of whatever happened. That was your perception. You were able to do that. So I think that's a lesson for, for all of us to hold space, see this, lean into our truth, but lean in with, okay, curiosity, positivity. What's next? Where's, where's this opportunity? Um, beautiful. Mic drop. I love that. Ali, thank you so, so much for sharing not only the work that you do and how you help so many people, but behind the scenes, what you've been going through as you grow and evolve with your business. My absolute pleasure. I could talk about this all day long. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. Look, Ali, if people want to find out more about you and, and the work that you do, where can they find you? Best place to come is the rightplacerighttime.com. First right is W-R-I-T-E. The second right is R-I-G-H-T. Um, and then they'll find all the other things that they need to know right there. Awesome. Well, everyone be curious or like, hell yeah, this, this is speaking to me. Go and check it out. But Ali, thanks again for being with us and, and playing along so openly. And oh, it's been beautiful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed that's how people find us it is and we want all their earballs <laughs> all the earballs all over the place we do nice yeah so please do all those things we'll be ever so grateful and then more people hear your beautiful voice or yours oh yeah <laughs> see you next time bye